everyone. Welcome to episode 16 of Murphy's Law. This is Charles Murphy hanging out as always with Charles Villanueva. Charles and I are going to have a quick one here before uh, D23. And while we had kind of planned on just giving you our D23 predictions, some pretty major stuff happened in between our last recording. And now <laughs> we're going yeah, yeah. to have to touch on that. Uh, Charles, I know you just woke up. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm kind of excited to talk about the divorce because a lot of news coming out, a lot of conflicting reports about it coming out left and right. Yeah, and and so it just really, you know, by the time you guys are listening to this, it's going to be, what, the three days old, the news, or two or three days old. So everyone's going to have had time to let it sink in. But obviously, um, Sony and Disney could not come to any any further agreement on how to go forward uh, with Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and with and with um, Kevin Feige serving as a producer on the Sony-made uh, Spidey movies. So that was quite a blow the day it came out, and it was, um, I think it's all been very cleverly timed and very, very well thought out to get this leak out there, but um, so, Charles, I know you're fired up to talk about it, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Yeah, so uh, as soon as this, as this is, the story broke, you know, you read it, and you realize that Disney is the biggest asshole in the fucking universe. They had a perfectly fine deal, and then they decided they wanted more. On the other hand, they've been doing a lot of work, they've been doing a lot of heavy lifting, not financially, but more creatively. Essentially, they've been they've been running this whole shit creatively and they haven't been seeing a penny from it. Deadline said, I think it was Deadline or maybe THR, basically one trade said that they were basically making 5% of, of the box office, which which doesn't mean shit to Disney. And now they want, or apparently when the story broke, they wanted 50. They wanted to go from 5% to 50, which I thought was fucking crazy. Like, no fucking businessman would agree to that. THR is saying they wanted 30. Disney wanted 30 and not 50. And that Sony just didn't want to negotiate at all. They just flat out said no to that, and they said no to the deal. And what we're having right now is a big public negotiation to the, to the press, making people pissed left and right. Both parties want to get what they want, and it sucks. I agree that it, it sucks. Um, like I, I, I've voiced my a little bit of my opinion on Twitter. Um, I'll start from here, though. I think this is a lose-lose situation. Nobody wins here. Um, the fans lose. Marvel Studios loses the ability to use a very, very popular character and one that has been, you know, has kind of moved even further into people's hearts because people really seem to like Tom Holland, right? Like, so there's, there's like a double slap in the face there. Um, Sony loses because they're sure they're going to still make Spider-Man movies. And, and kind of sounds like Holland might still have to make a couple more, even though he doesn't seem like he's too fired up about the thought of doing it without having those ties to the MCU. Um, But Sony is going to rely on Rothman and, and Amy Pascal to make these movies and sure Venom made some money, but anyone who thinks that Venom had the same reception as Spider-Man homecoming, um, you're just, you're just not looking at things through in the right perspective. That's just not the way it worked out. People enjoyed, some people enjoyed Venom. Venom did make some money, 
but a whole lot more people enjoyed the tone of homecoming and, and how spider-man was presented so i think again the fans lose marvel studios is losing sony's going to lose out on the fact that they're going to not have um the creative team that has has been has rolled out one hit after another and i also think they're going to suffer from the lack of ties to the mcu i think people were really starting to enjoy that idea of yeah these spidey movies sort of take place in their own little spidey universe but it's cool um nick fury pops in tony stark popped in i think people people like that i mean that's what people like about the comics that's what kevin feige is doing here because that's what he liked about the comics so i think that part's true for my own part like i'm fine with it i'm not i don't find myself like typically i don't find myself overreacting too much so I kind of took the news in. I'm like, well, that sucks. Like, I like Tom Holland. I like, I like what they've done with Spidey. But in my, like, as I, as I turn my eyes to the future and I see all these other projects and these thousands of other characters that Marvel has, I find myself being like, well, sucks. But there's really a whole lot of other shit that they can do now. So, you know, I'm, I didn't, I didn't stay down about it for more than a minute. I was okay. I, I quickly re- rebounded and found uh, some silver lining, I guess. I'm sort of with you, but as a completist, you know, yeah. I want my MC role. Especially now when it's when 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 you have the biggest opportunity to bring everything together with Fantastic Four and X-Men. It kind of sucks that in light of that, you know, in light of that acquisition where the MCU is finally one big family, this shit happens. And now we'll never see Possibly, possibly never see Spidey interact with the MCU. Endgame might have been the last time we saw him. And it sucks that there will be a lot of loose ends that Marvel Studios will have to do their thing with Marvel TV of ignoring them, pretending that they didn't exist. It kind of sucks that Spider-Man is now sort of on the same level as Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, that, yeah, those guys kind of exist, but now they don't. So... And of course, we're missing out on Norman Osborn. We're, we're missing out on the larger contributions of the Spider-Man mythology to the to the story. Yeah, that to me is the is where I really kind of where any any um, real disappointment I felt came was thinking about this. You know, the plans that I I know Marvel had ideas that they wanted where they wanted Norman to come in and do things, and that that's where my biggest disappointment comes in. But then again, like I turn around and I think like, well. Now they have Dr. Doom. Now they have Magneto. Now they have the Negative Zone. Now they have Molecule Man. I mean, they have just su- such a great cast of characters that, you know, they're going to be able to come in and make great movies. And yeah, I'm going to be bummed out that I don't get to see some of these stories. But, you know, these other th- things are there. And I, and I do think like one of the other things that hit me immediately, and I guess I was maybe a little bit vindictive, and <laughs> but like the very first things that hit me, or how full of shit all these other people that are supposed insiders are that have been telling you about all these other things and that were going to happen. And this is how this was going to be. And this has been ongoing. Some of the trades have said for like six months where they haven't been able to come to an agreement. Yeah. Right. And so, you, yeah. you know, as a, as a fan, you got, you've got all these outlets and all these, some, some of them don't even have sites, right. They're just Twitter accounts that for some reason, people have bought into or just even people who just post on reddit that people have bought into and now you can really see through the bullshit right like like there were there weren't some of these things weren't plans and some of these things weren't happening 
um, because there was there was no agreement. So yeah, there's that that was my first thought. Like that that's really where I went, and then I then I kind of backed off from there and and thought about the fan side of it. But kind of a kick to the nuts um, with the way everything was going. With like you said, with them finally almost having everything back in in house, and and I just I don't know that I don't know that it's over. You know, I I mean it's easy it's so easy for somebody to go and be like it's over, and you know you might be right. But I, I just don't have the feeling that it actually is quite yet. I think that, like you said, this is a public negotiation. And now I think both sides are, are doing it. I think it, I don't know who started the public negotiation, but I think both sides are involved in it now. Tom Holland just posted on Instagram like a couple of minutes ago a picture of him and Robert Downey Jr. hanging out. That's a deliberate tactic, you know, to show where he's at, his mindset, right. at, where his mindset's at. You know, you got, you got Sony and Disney, you got so many trades coming out with a new story every day, pointing fingers at each other. And to me, at least, that tells me that it's not yet over. They're still trying to sway, you know, um, opinion, perhaps to affect, to steer the ship and maybe stocks, I guess. You know, you know how the public affects the stocks. Sometimes yeah. they plummet when, when something big like this drops. And that's what they're trying to do here. At least to me, the fight is still happening. It's not yet over. And I just hope they they come to an agreement with this. Because everybody wins. Yeah, at the end of the day, Disney doesn't need 50% of profits. Maybe they could settle to something like 25 or 20 or not. Maybe maybe Sony really can't go as high as 30, maybe. I don't know. It's like Shark Tank. You just got to negotiate, dude. And I and I think like, I've read a lot of stuff, but I mean, I think Disney was also willing to, um, or at least one of the reports said Disney was willing to also put some money in on there and too. Is that, did you read that too? Yeah, yeah. That was, so, that was sort of the, the, the deal. They, they put some money, then we get the amount we put in. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like there's, there's got to still be room for this to work out. And I, I have a hard time, I guess part of, why I have a hard time accepting it's over is I think a lot of this, it feels like maybe a lot of this has been Alan Horn and Sony. Um, and, and I think now, like now that it's public and not, not to say that Feige didn't know what was going on, but I think Kevin Feige really likes Spider-Man and I think he really liked working with Spider-Man and I have a hard time thinking that he's just going to, let it go forever and never bring it back up. You know, I think, I think that is one of the reasons I have hope that it might not be done just yet. The, the funny thing in all this, I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige doesn't want this to happen. I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige didn't need, no way Kevin Feige instigated those talks of, of asking for 50%. No. Yeah. It feels like an Alan Horn all the way. Yeah. It's Alan Horn, Alan Bergman. It's them. It's Feige's parents basically, you know, saying, why, why, why do you keep hanging out with them? <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting anything in return. You, you better start asking for shit. I'm sure Kevin Feige was like, no, I'm, I'm pretty fine as it is. Right. There's a, I also saw a trade saying that a big reason why this, this deal broke off was that Disney was worried that Kevin Feige was doing too much. He was, you know, getting spread too thin. Mm-hmm. And... I don't buy that at all because Kevin Feige now has like an army of pretty smart producers, producers almost as smart as him. Yep. So I don't, I don't see why he couldn't delegate, why he couldn't delegate Nate Moore or 
Jonathan Schwartzman or Stephen Bazaar to handle Eternals, Shang-Chi, Black Widow, and Kevin Feige do Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. I mean, it doesn't make sense. They've got all these people, they've got all this manpower, all, all these smart minds to handle this kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah no, he's too worked, busy for you. Right, like Ooh, yeah, Carol got the EP on there. I mean, he could, he's, he's made a, a, a huge climb through the ranks at um marvel if you guys aren't familiar with marvel studios if you're familiar with his story like he was like kevin's assistant like on uh you know iron man or iron man 2 i think and for all you know that might have meant that he was a guy that when kevin needed coffee he had to run and get it you don't know what any of that means when you're their assistant but i mean he's had a a, a great climb through the ranks at marvel to the point where he was the ep on on far from home and so um, yeah, like you said, he's, he's built this this great team around him. So, and I think that's been intentional on his part to to help him break up the work. And you know, guys like Schwartz and Nate Moore that he trusts implicitly. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Kevin might get involved now. And Kevin's a pretty important dude. And I know Alan Horn's a pretty important dude too. But I'm going to go on a little guess that like Alan Horn doesn't want Kevin Feige coming into his office and telling him he's leaving. So. If we're worried about, you know, splits and divorces, when Kevin Feige fucking decides to leave Disney, that'll be the craziest fucking thing to ever happen in the MCU. Oh, it'll be a nightmare. But it'll be the craziest piece of news ever to hit the MCU. So let's not let's, let's not wish it comes to that. So, let's burn that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, so Alan Horn, if you're listening to our podcast, which you should, you, you gotta make Kevin happy. You gotta make him the happiest. Because I'm, Disney's fucking rich. Kevin Feige's the guy you wanna keep. I'm certain that Alan Horn is one of our 112 listeners. Probably Alan Horn, Bob Iger, Nate Moore, all the guys, you know. And Avi And Avi for sure, and Tom Rothman, and, <laughs> and Amy, and Ike, and... The scariest bit of news here is, you know, a lot of people are are are, are airing some of Tom Rothman's bullshit in his tenure in Fox. Yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the bullshit that plagued the X Men films were from him. So this guy absolutely doesn't understand how to make comic book movies. And THR reported yesterday that apparently among the executives and and, and Sony, the mindset is that they've learned everything they needed. From Kevin Feige. Oh, I, I love it. That's like that's like me saying I watched fucking Bobby Flay barbecue some shit on TV, and now I can go out in my backyard and and put it together. The same <laughs> like that's yeah. not how it works. Like right now, I'm kind of watching Chernobyl, so I I, I, can, I think I'm an expert now with nuclear physics. It, you know what? That might be a better analogy. What Rothman is doing is like saying that I watched The Simpsons and I watched I watched Homer Simpson run a nuclear power plant, so now I'm ready to go out and roll. <sighs> That's exactly how it is. So it's also crazy that it's worth noting rather that Tom Holland is an option for one more movie. That's a big part of the story. Like for all the people who who argued, like the original reports, which came out like from from Collider, which is I mean people have. People have their opinions about Frosty and, and the way that he does stuff, but they don't report lies, right? Like, at least not on, not on purpose very often. And so the original report was that he signed, he had a five-picture deal, um, three crossovers and two solos, 
and then an option for another film. And that film was never guaranteed to be an MCU film. That was the that's the original deal, the way that they reported it. And you recently had all these other outlets reporting like that. That's not right. He's for sure a third MCU film. All these other reports are wrong. And now the actual, you know, in this in this news, the truth comes out that no, it was never a for sure MCU film. So that that's a that's a big thing in there as well that that to, to actually get confirmation what that original contract was. It's also worth noting that Tom Holland was is very he's on record saying that he wants to be in the MCU. Like mm-hmm. I saw an interview yesterday saying where he basically said like I'll hold my ticket to the MCU. I'm never letting this go. Right. So that option. I don't know if he has the negotiating power to like decline that option, but it'll be interesting to see how Holland, where, where he ends up in all of this. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how Sony, um, if how if and they decide to move forward, how it is if if it's without Holland, right? Like, are they gonna turn around and and recast again when you've had a guy who's been pretty much universally loved? Dude, if they recast fucking Holland, there will be a massive uproar. I mean, people will still go see the movies, but it'll be nowhere near the the turnout that they're that they need. And I mean, I don't know. This whole thing, this whole thing to me stems, and we've talked about this before, stems from but this false bravado that they got from the success of Venom. Like they caught they caught some sort of fire with Venom. People like Tom Hardy. They went to see the movie. People like the movie. So they got they got this false sense of bravado and security that they can make great superhero movies now, and yeah, man, it's just not it's just not the case. And I sure hope that they aren't including into the Spider Verse in that because that, I mean that's a great animated film, it's a great superhero movie, but that is totally on on the um, shoulders of the guys who created it, right? right? Like that, oh, and, and those people aren't right. Yeah, Phil or Chris Miller. Dude, you know Tom Rothman's kind of patting his back, his, himself on the back for that. Oh, yeah. He thinks he's a genius. For sure. Like, he's like, damn, I got my Spider-Man movie won an Oscar. <laughs> what do you guys have? You, you know he's, he's he, that, that, that's what he's thinking now. Which kind of sucks because, yeah, Spider-Verse, I, I read from someone that Spider-Verse was a project he inherited. That's not something he greenlit to develop. He he just got that when he when he when he was hired for Sony. He can't take credit for that, even though he wants to. That's definitely the success is due to Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and his their team of you know the visionaries. I guess one silver lining that could come out of this. I hope Sony desires to bring decides to bring those people to handle an a non MCU Spidey movie. Oh yeah, and that. That would be a step in a in a great direction for them. I just, you know, I mean, we'll see. Like, we'll see. I know people are there are people who are counting on Morbius to make a bunch of money, and I'm not seeing it. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a box office expert, but I'm not seeing the draw of Jared Leto as a weird vampire. Um, <laughs> nobody has any connection to. Like, part of the thing with Venom is he's at least. A recognizable character and he's a very iconic looking character um yeah, he's yeah. A- you know and i'm not i'm not sure i'm seeing it and we'll see what happens i know people are i know people are excited to see like a venom carnage movie right that i get that so i can imagine that that movie if that, that's what venom 2 is going to be 
can is going to hit pretty big at the box office too. But again, that doesn't mean that it's going to be a good movie. Like just just making a bunch of money doesn't make you a good movie. So I guess it I guess it comes down to what Sony's into and what their what their outcomes are. Yeah, it's crazy because I, I think now we can go to the next topic. Slowly transition into it. This weekend is D twenty three, and Kevin Feige is going to make an appearance, presumably, and he's in no way going to address this fucking disaster. Nope, and it's going to be funny because if there is any one on one time after. The big thing, I think a bunch of people are going to waste their time asking him that same question when you know he's not going to say shit and you could come up with a dozen better questions to ask him. And it might be one of those times where he might be willing to sneak out a tidbit here or there about the future so that he changes the focus, right? Ooh, but, oh, yeah. but people, people are still going to be drilling him. Well, I, I kind of hope now that people fucking drill him for this Sony thing so he can say something about Fantastic Four or Blade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you like Spider-Man so much. How about this Nova movie coming out in 2022? Anything to change the the, the perspective or change the focus, man. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking now, like you just mentioned it. What if Disney decides to announce something big just to, you know, get rid of the smoke up their asses right now? Yeah, I think I think as far as, like, what you think, I think about, like, like I don't think they had anything huge planned for D23, but so what would it take to... You know, because they they know what they have in the in the hopper through probably like at least 2023, if not 2024. So, what does it really take for them to throw together a title card for a Fantastic Four movie with a date on it, or for whatever a Nova movie with a date on it? Right? Maybe that wasn't part of the original plan, but it doesn't take very much for them to prep something like that. That's that's like, yeah. hey, Andy Park, I'll pay you an extra fifteen thousand dollars. Uh, this year on your already ridiculous salary, scribble something together real quick. We'll throw it on a on a slide. That's it. It's over and, and done with in two hours. So what are the chances of that happening in light of this crazy situation? I mean, I feel like I feel like this. I mean, the, it's all D23 is their own thing. It's their opportunity to 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 have a showcase of their own stuff with this little bit of of a bad of bad news dropping ahead of time i mean the the smart marketing play is to show off a little bit more now we're not going to probably know um if they had something planned before or not you know what i mean like there's they're probably not going to come out and say hey we weren't going to do this but now that we lost spidey we did um but i think this probably increases the chances of something you know and when i say something i i in my head i'm envisioning like a thing like one thing big that they might drop in there on top of what they already were going to do so maybe uh, i think like the most the the most realistic big thing would be a fantastic four announcement i think that would be huge i mean if, if you want if you want to steer the narrative of this sony debacle that's the way to go you announce something as big as fantastic four nova or i don't show a fucking x-men title guard that's the way to sway you know, that's the that's that's the way to go to you know temper everyone's anger over this whole thing. Yeah, yep, I th- I agree one hundred percent. And I mean, before any of this happened, like it's kind of funny. Like my, my idea of what D twenty three might be like <clears throat> when I started thinking, like when we talked the other day and we thought about like what's our D twenty three prediction um, show going to sound like. I have a very different idea from not a very different idea, but I have a different idea now than I did then. You know, I kind of I, I kind of look at D23 and I know that they have like a, a huge Disney movie chunk and a Disney plus 
uh, chunk, right? So my expectation was, so, and we can kind of probably, this is a good enough time to talk about this as any, my expectation of what was going to happen in the movie side was we'll get some Black Widow footage. Um, maybe it doesn't get released. I don't remember if they released the, the footage that has been at D23 before or not. Um, so, yeah, we get a little Black Widow footage. Uh, maybe some concept art of the Eternals, maybe a couple more. We find out who Judge Chan's playing. We find out who Barry, what's his last name, Key Hogan. Um, find out who those guys are. Um, you know, and then maybe get a little bit more info um, on Shang-Chi, right? Who are, who are these, who are these, who's Aquafina playing? Who are these other roles? Maybe they've cast yeah. uh, some of those other roles, you know, and that, and that's, you know, just to look at what the upcoming slate is like my my perception would have been that it was going to be a deeper look at the upcoming slate that's what i think would have happened before yeah. wasn't really thinking they were going to do anything yeah i mean i'm sort of with you on that that they were just going to put some extra stuff bonus features from the massive comic-con announcement from a few weeks back nothing yeah. major just some extra stuff cast photo maybe or rather um concept art Cesarine, that's pretty much it. This, for me, the same goes for the, the Disney Plus panel. I don't know how much more you can announce. Like, they've got so much shit going on with Disney Plus. They got mm-hmm. Mandalorian, they got, they got Episode 9 to worry about. So, yeah, and like, prior to, the, to this, you know, the, the, this Sony disaster, I was under the, the impression that Marvel was, gonna, was taking a step back from the spotlight and that Star Wars Lucasfilm this was their event, but yeah. now in light of the, the disaster, I have a feeling they're going to do something just to sway everyone's thoughts on it. Well, and I think, like, I think there are probably three projects, and I don't know what order um, I could put them in that would really swing momentum back to on their side. And I think, like, Fantastic Four would be one. Captain Marvel 2 would be another one. And yeah, I guess, I, I guess. That's maybe Captain Marvel 2 and Black Panther 2. I'd put it like the same tier. Either one of those, if they if they were to give more info, they have such a... Both of those movies have such a dedicated, hardcore fan base that it would generate a lot of positive buzz. And then the other one, and you're going to you're gonna kind of get a chuckle out of this, is that third Deadpool movie, which I, I mean, I know that there, there's development at Marvel Studios on that third Deadpool movie. So I don't know how far down the road it is or when they plan on doing it, but it's happening. So those are three, yeah. four projects, three tiers that I think would would take some of that sting away from Spider-Man. You know what? I think they could get rid of the stink of the Spidey panel because after the Disney Plus panel on Friday, there's a big panel after it. You know what it is? No. It's the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel. Oh. So, you know, they're going to drop something big. They're going to drop bombs, dude. You know, Jeff Club's going to be like, you know what, Alan Horn, you guys are going through a lot. Let me tell you who the villain of season seven is. Let me come in it's here and thing. save the day. <laughs> Jeff Club's going to be like, the villain for season seven is, you guys aren't going to believe this. It's Peggy Carter's long lost brother. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going to happen here. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the next few weeks and on how this gets resolved. Whether it gets resolved or not, I'm, I'm leaning towards it getting resolved. You know, tomorrow is the start of D23, or rather this weekend. And we have, we have news to, you know, forget the bad stuff that happened this week. Yeah, and, and that's one of the, 
one of the I guess it's a great thing about the the way the world is now. It's also kind of a, a sad thing. Like the the new cycle is continuous, right? So something that's a that could be a big story at at you know noon on Friday could be completely forgotten by four or five o'clock on Friday. Things just they come they come in and go out so quickly out of the news. Um, and it's it's curious that the like Spidey's this story has been put back into the news about every six to twelve hours, right? Like there's another story every time you turn around. Um, but I think this is, I think it's going to go away for a while. Um, you know, I think there'll be something, something Feige's hasn't gotten this far being a moron. He's going to, he's going to come up with something to take the sting away a little bit. Right. So I guess, I guess I know our, our listeners are, are looking for predictions. So my prediction for the, for the D 23 or for the Disney panel is, is what I said. And then, you know, if I had to, if I had to, guess at what he might do um like i said maybe maybe he gives a a a card for a fantastic four movie captain marvel 2 black panther 2 or this deadpool thing i think the d23 series um i still think there you're just going to get like maybe a little more premise on um falcon and winter soldier maybe a little more premise on loki maybe premise on wandavision right just just something so we understand a little bit more about them maybe some more cast announcements especially because you know, there it does look like they're going to be filming Wandavision here fairly quickly. Um, but I don't, I don't expect um, the D twenty three announce to announce like a new series or anything like that. Um, you know, maybe we'll find out what's the guy's name that you guys just there was the article the other day. Shackman is. Oh yeah, the obvious guy. Yeah. yeah, so maybe yeah, we yeah. find out something like that. I'm not looking for anything major out of the. D23 thing for, for Marvel Studios. I think we're just going to get some some further details about what these shows are going to be about. And I think that's that's great because we know very little, really. Yeah, and, and my prediction is that Jeff Phillips is going to save the day. When he announces that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back for seasons 8, 9, and 10. Boom. <laughs> oh, that's kind of horrible. That fucking sucks. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, we're, we're super excited to see what comes up this weekend at D23. Charles and I are really excited at the opportunity we have coming up here on Sunday to have Brandon Davis from comicbook.com guest with us. Um, Brandon's going to be at D23, and he's agreed to come to, to guest with us on Sunday, uh, travel time permitting. He's going to be heading back home from Florida, and as long as everything stays on schedule for him, he's going to join up with us on Sunday afternoon afternoon to do a post d23 breakdown sounds exciting super exciting should should be very exciting uh if you guys aren't familiar with brandon um he's he's been with comicbook.com for a long time uh brandon's one of the one of the good guys in the business i got to meet brandon last year and uh just have just got to know him really well and have really enjoyed chatting with him over the past year so uh we're, we're hopeful that that all works out um and we're really excited to see what news breaks over the over the course of the next few days at D23. So thank yeah. you guys for listening. Uh as as always, you can find me at underscore Charles Murphy. And you can find me on Twitter at CFS So if you guys are get a chance to listen to this before D23, I know I asked the other day, but if you get a chance to listen to this, feel free to Give us your ideas of what's going to happen, uh, what announcements you think are going to take place at D23, and give us you know, your insight on what you think about this whole Spidey deal. Do you think it's over? Do you think there's still hope? Uh, 
Um, and we will uh, we will be back with you shortly as Charles and I will be back on the phone and uh, a little bit over three days get another episode recorded. So yeah. hey, you guys in, enjoy the news. Enjoy D23 if you're going. I know a lot of uh, a lot of people are going to be down there and uh, we will talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Bye.